I believe ongoing accountability is really important. I'm Maud Leger, and this is the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we crack the code to real estate success. Learn from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators about how to grow your business as we discuss real estate success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Check out our podcast episodes every Monday to crack the code to success for your real estate business. This week, I'm speaking with Kelly Bogan, who's a speaker, trainer, and leadership development coach. Find out how Kelly helps her clients connect with people to become great leaders, thrive in business, and achieve goals. She speaks about connecting, setting yourself up for success with time blocking, goal settings, and her mastermind program. So let's get to my chat with Kelly. Kelly, you're a speaker, a trainer, a leadership development coach. Tell us about how do you help business entrepreneur and realtors? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the ways that I help them is to help them understand just a, um, a basic understanding of what leadership is, you know, and so for your, for your real estate professionals, obviously, uh, you know, leadership is influence. It really just, it comes down to that. It's influence over others. And how do you get that influence? How do you develop that, that ability to connect? Um, I think that, you know, it is, um, it's really good to understand the difference between communicating and connecting with an individual and particularly your sales professionals they understand this in in pretty real time they have to understand pretty quickly who they're who they're working with um you know connecting is a little bit different uh, you know if communicating is about just articulating the facts of a situation connecting is really building on that rapport building on that credibility um, building on being relevant to to your audience, um, you know you can't connect until you find that common ground with someone else, and that's really what I do. Is I help leaders understand the difference between communicating and connecting, and build their connecting skills because it truly is a skill. Um, once you've developed that foundation, you're increasing your leadership. You're increasing your influence with others. Yeah, yeah. Tell us more about the steps and process to become a better leader. Yeah, so I will tell you this. Um, obviously, you know, after we get our formal education, after we, you know, get our licenses or whatever it is, um, a lot of times we just kind of sit back and we think growth is more, it'll just happen along the way, right? And so one of the very first things that when I'm working with leaders and, and we're working on um, coaching them is we always start with a personal development plan. And it always starts with intentionality. It's what am I going to do? So we want to move from accidental growth to intentional growth. And so we always start with asking just kind of those big questions, right? Where do you want to go in life? What, what direction do you want to go? This is closely tied to your purpose, obviously, you know, and, and then even not just that, but how far do you want to go? What, how far can you imagine yourself going and, and how long will it take? And then we, we have to get practical around what's that personal development plan? What's that intentional growth opportunity? Um, you know, the second thing that I work with leaders on is the do it now. 
Nice. Do it now. Action. <laughs> action. A hundred percent. I it is it, this is to me, this is the killer of dreams. Later is the killer of dreams. It is that law of diminishing intentionality, you know. So I had a mentor tell me, he said, you know, for 30 days, just wake up, look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, 30 times every morning, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. And just really ingrain it in your mindset because, you know, fear always sets in. Mm -hmm. We always have that. It's, um, I call it the terror barrier. You know, it's the fear, the fear of not being enough, the fear of being insecure, the fear of uncertainty. You know, if you're dreaming the big dream and you want it, you know, you got to go through some terror to get to that. And so part of my process is working with leaders, either one-on-one or even with their teams and group settings to kind of understand what's that, what's that big goal you're trying to get to, and then find that plan for, for getting there. Yeah. You talked about intention and the purpose. How do you help people realizing their why, if they don't know why they're in business or why they're a real estate agent? Yeah. So good question. I mean, obviously um, I think there's an awareness aspect to it. You know, by now, most people on your podcast have, have heard Simon Sinek's how do you get to why? Ask yourself why, what, what are you trying to get to? But I, I think there's an awareness aspect of it first. Mm-hmm. I think there is a, you've got to know yourself to grow yourself. You really have to dig in and understand what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are the opportunities I want to chase? What, what is really going to tick with me internally? what's going to refresh me after, after getting over the fear and the terror yes. <laughs> of actually, you know, achieving it and doing it. What is it that I really want? And I, and I think, you know, there, there is work that needs to be done with that. And sometimes it doesn't come right off the bat. Sometimes it takes years to really get to your why, you know, you, but, but you have to start somewhere. Nice. In the day-to-day thing, what would be an ideal day or typical day for a business owner like to just go like specific action they should be doing to grow their business yeah i i will tell you and i always tell my leaders to find a um find and schedule a way to have a priorities driven calendar Mm. figure out what your big priorities are and this can change from time to time right I mean we we all have the minutia of things that we need to do but we also understand our own internal rhythms we understand when we are the most refreshed when it's the easiest to get the most creative work out of us um when when it's easiest for us just to plow through the thing that we hate but the thing that we have to do um so I I encourage the, the folks that I coach, the executive leaders that I coach, I encourage them to figure out what is that priorities driven calendar, start to block their time, a lot of time blocking, things like that, but make sure they've, they are in, again, back to the intentionality of achieving the goal, getting to where they want to be, um, but getting, getting it all in, right? Nice. That's very mm-hmm. cool. How do you pick a good goal? Like, you know, sometimes people have a goal and a year later be like, ah, that would have been good, but I didn't do it. How do you get a goal that really gets going? I, I believe ongoing accountability is really important. I don't think you set a goal and then go to the end of the year to decide whether or not you met your goal. I think you have to be 
again, I'll say it intentional and you have to know, did I move towards that goal? Um, when I'm coaching with, with my clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis, we always end with those action steps. We work through it in the coaching session. What are the action steps you're going to take to achieve the results that you want to achieve? And then I hold them accountable to that. Now, really and truly as their coach, I mean, I have, I'm not holding a big stick. What I'm doing is holding up a mirror is, is that, are those results really important to you? Mm. Is, is it, and if they're not really important to you, then let's step back and, and look at why, why was it in your plan to begin with? Yeah. You know, why did, why did you have to do it? And so I, I think it is about um, being very intentional in a very regular way um, with someone and being accountable for it. I love it. What do you do? How do you keep people accountable when they're not really showing up the way they are <laughs> supposed to be showing up? Well, again, we I back up and I start, you know, probing into what is it that you're really trying to achieve? And then let's find out, is that still the right thing? And then we're going to work through what's holding you back. Why, why did it not happen? Why, why were you, um, why were you delayed? And, and sometimes that's just, it's moving past again, that terror barrier. Yeah. What is it that's keeping someone from taking that next step and then finding the small steps that get them comfortable to move past? I mean, you know, we've heard, you know, our greatest success, our greatest rewards are just past our biggest fears. Yeah. You know, and so the goal is to get past those fears and to work on them on a, in a really, in a, in a real authentic way. And by recognizing them when they happen, usually the missing of the goal or the result is a symptom of something else that has, is happening. I love it. That reminds me when I started in business, I could never do financials, finance, any financial time block was always getting overrun by something else. And then I realized it's not because I can't do it, it's because I don't want to. Now I had to find out right. why do I not want to do it? <laughs> right. Or then, and, and find out, you know, should you even be doing it? Is it, is it part of your purpose? You know, and I think sometimes when I'm working with particularly developing or aspiring leaders, they are just now, they've reached a, a, a certain stage of their leadership mm -hmm. development delegation, letting go of it and moving to the next step, you know, is sometimes is really hard, you know, and, but they have to learn how to do that too. I love it. Can you give us advice on how uh, powerful and successful ways to delegate? Sure. I mean, I think first of all, you know, when you're in a leadership position um, and I will say, let me back up and just define what connecting is. Uh, because it is a big part of leadership. So when I say, you know, we communicate, but we also have to connect. Mm -hmm. Connecting is that ability to identify with and relate to people in a way that increases our influence with them. And so one of the very first steps that I coach leaders on is you got to go first. You got to go and know your team, know them. And when I say team, these could be people that are Within their, uh, within their own organization, but it could be an expanded team as well, right? Um, it could be other third parties or vendors or people that you work with, people that you collaborate with to get work done. 
if you are a leader who's trying to increase your influence, you've got to go first, go connect with them, understand what drives them. This is the, the shift in thinking. It's about valuing others and really valuing others and seeing them for their potential and finding out how you use your strengths to better them. Yeah. If you can do that, if you can figure that out, that delegation question starts to become a lot easier because for instance, mode, if I, if I start to understand who you are and what drives you and what you want and what your results are, then I can start to understand what specific task or initiatives are really going to be, that is all in. She is, she is ready for that. And I can delegate that. And I know she's got it because she's in love with that. That's going to, that's going to motivate her. And now suddenly I've got somebody who not only wants to do it, but is going to thrive on doing it. Right. So I think in terms of delegating it, that mindset of feeling at ease mm -hmm. is just about knowing who am I delegating it to? And then it, and then it's an easy question. What resources do I need to get that person? Because they have raised their hand. They said they want to do it, right? Wow, so powerful. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever received or given to someone? Oh my goodness. I'm not going to say what the best advice is I've ever given. <laughs> that would be in the, you know, the view of the recipient. Um, and I always love this question. Um, and I have to go back because my, my grandpa, when I first started learning to drive, um, I, I'll tell you, he was a master mechanic with Greyhound buses. And so, you know, the big coach buses and stuff, he worked nights, um, the, my entire childhood. I don't remember him ever working during the day. So, you know, we go to grandma and grandpa's house and spend the night and he was gone at night and we'd have to be quiet during the day because grandpa was sleeping. But when grandpa got up before he went to work, you know, he, he had his little chores that he did and stuff like that. And when I first started learning to drive, he said, now Kelly, I said, I want you to remember, he said, you um, make sure that uh, you put gas and water in your car and you air up the tires on a regular basis and you um, check your oil, you know, you make sure it has all of those things. And then I'll never forget one day before I got my driver's license, I'm gonna get emotional because it just, it, it stuck with me. He was telling me those things because my safety mattered. Mm. That if you will do those things for your car, what will you do for your soul? And so I, it wasn't advice. It was a question, mm -hmm. but it was a question that was pointed to, you have to take care of your soul, take care of you on the inside. And I think, you know, I look back at it and I think as an adult, it was like the best question anybody could have ever asked me. I mean, I was a teenager at the time. I was like, oh, I don't know what that means, grandpa, but you think about it later on. And it's like, that question, that question, you just got to answer, right? And it shaped me. It shaped me. Nice. How do Absolutely. you take care of yourself and your soul? What do you have in mind every day? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do try to make sure I have a really balanced day. I, you know, I talked about time blocking. So I do a lot of time blocking on my calendar to make sure that I've, I've, you know, set that time out. I make sure that I know I'm moving towards the results. So I spend a fair amount of time working on my own business, but the way that I take care of my soul is by 
these days giving back, um, you know, giving back not only through my business, because I love growing leaders. I love sharing what I've learned, but I also know that we have to give back to others, you know, as we move forward. And so there, I do that through my nonprofit organization, as well as through my, my church and being connected to others, helping to better other people's lives. That fulfills me. Wow. Thank you. What would be three rapid things that someone should be doing every day in their business? Oh, goodness. <laughs> you know, all business is about sales. I'm going to tell you, if you're not on the phone or out of the house, talking to people about what you do in your business, um, then your business is probably not moving forward. I think, again, you have to be intentional about your growth. So set aside some time to make sure that you've um, done, you know, some sort of reading, some sort of listening to a podcast, you know, finding out that meets your growth needs. Um, and then of course, you know, just working, working inside your business and connecting with others on your team, uh, making sure that you are talking to the people on your team. So talking externally, growing yourself and connecting with your team. Those are the three things every day. If you haven't checked it off your list, you should make sure that you've, you've done that. Wow. Thank you so much. I will tell you, I, there is one thing that I thought was going to, uh, might be particularly interested since you have a lot of real estate and entrepreneurs and things like that. One of the uh, assessments that I use is the DISC assessments. It's specifically the John Maxwell method of DISC, which is um, quite extensive. It's a little bit more extensive. If you're familiar with DISC, D-I-S-C, yes. um, this is a little bit more extensive because it really hones in on those communication skills. One of the things that I offer in, in workshops and learning series is how to use that DISC method for selling. So how do you understand and understand a personality type right off the bat um, when you are interacting with this with them so that you can quickly develop rapport with someone? That's so right. if you're dealing with someone who is the D person, um, did we cut out? I'm sorry. This one that's, <laughs> we're good. if we're dealing with someone that's a D. Okay. So if we're dealing with someone that's a D-type personality, uh, a D-type personality is that dominant personality, that driving personality. Um, and I'll pick on a D personality because I am a D personality. <laughs> you know, we, we have a tendency to make quick decisions. We are driving. I mean, we, we want to get things done. Um, you know, so the best way to deal with us a lot of times is to cut to the chase. Yeah. You don't have to give me the, you know, the validity and all the features and benefits and all of those things cut to the chase. Tell me what it's going to do. Give me the bottom line. You know, so so I think the DISC personality indicator report, not only knowing yourself again, that awareness, you got to know yourself to grow yourself. Um, it's a really good tool that I use. I actually use it at the start of anything that I'm doing with groups or teams or individuals so that you understand kind of who they are and they start to see a lot about themselves. Yeah. And again, it's an indicator report. We're all born with uh, all of these muscles, mm -hmm. um, but how do we strengthen them and how do we grow them? How do we understand the weaknesses around our personality type? So if I'm talking and I, I will tell you on, on my teams in the past, I, I, you know, I led teams up to 30 people at a time. Um, I would have lots of, of C type personalities. These are the compliant and correct personalities. Mm -hmm. They are kind of like the antithesis of getting something done, you know? So I had to learn 
through how to how to balance those two things and not come across as the hard driving leader and, and sit back and connect. So I had to learn that. And it was a skill, you know, anyway, um, disc is, is something else that I think if you're if your real estate professional professionals haven't heard of it, if you haven't thought about that as something that can help you grow your awareness of yourself and your clients, um, you might want to look into that as well. I love it. That's amazing. It's so helpful. Yeah. How do you suggest realtors can stay on top of their game? I think, you know, it is, it is really about connecting with like-minded people and I'll go a step further than that, because I also think it's about connecting with like valued people. So people who have similar values to yours, other real estate professionals um, or people in your industry that kind of have the same mindset that you have um, and value the same thing and are trying to get to the same goal. I think excellence connects. I think you absolutely move to that next level, get around people who are going to um, build you up, but who are also going to challenge you every day, challenge you. And, and, and I think that's also, it's another good way to have some accountability. John Maxwell talks about in, in his book, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. He talks about the law of the lid. You can only get as good as the lid of the organization that you're in or the tribe that you connect with. So make sure you're with a tribe that that lid is set to where you imagine you can go. Whether you're there not or not, you get in with that group and you move up to their level because you'll quickly get there because now you've got you've got something to model. And if you're with like-minded and like-valued people, they will value you and they will want to help you get to that, to that next level. So that's super helpful. I think that's how you stay. Yeah, that's amazing. Such great advice. Where do we find you? Tell us about your business, uh, your contact info, or how do we get in touch with you? Sure, sure. So um, you can find me on the web. I'm at kellybowman.com. So K-E-L-L-Y-B-A-U-G-H-M-A-N looks like Boffin, Bowman. It's pronounced Bowman, but kellybowman.com. Uh, if you'll go, actually, I wanted, I also want to share, I'm doing a, um, a free mastermind. I do a couple of these every year. Um, this one is on everyone communicates few connect. So I talked a lot about connection and communication with others and growing your leadership. So it's a five week mastermind. It starts on July 6. You can find that on the events tab um, on, on my website, just sign up again, totally free. Would love to have people uh, come and join us and join us in that leadership leadership discussion. Um, obviously coach, speaker, trainer, facilitator, consultant. So I do lots of different things, but I have, um, learning systems that are about developing, developing yourself, um, as well as developing your teams all the way up to executive leadership and kind of that next level of what we call leader shift and how you grow your organizations moving forward. And so, if, if that is something any of your listeners would be interested in, I'd love to carry the conversation moving forward. You can find out how to connect with, with me definitely on my website. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for joining. Subscribe to our podcast, Realtors Conspiracy, today.